Hi there, I'm Lisa Capala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington. Well, you better buckle up because we have a show for you today. We have Miriam Nelson. She is very famous in Wilmington, and if you haven't heard about her, by the end of this show, you're going to know so much more about her. Miriam, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a great opportunity. I'm I so can't even believe you had enough time to come <laughs> with all the things you're doing. So some of you may have seen in the Wilmington Apple or other news outlets that Miriam was recently uh, added to the Economic Development Committee in Wilmington. Wow! How did you feel when they told you that was going to happen? Um, it was it was very shocking. Yes, uh, it was actually um, Miss like Selectman O'Mahony who had asked me before if she was if I was okay with um, being her appointment. Yes, and it was actually kind of ironic because just a few weeks before I had applied to be on the finance committee. Wow, because there was an open spot on the finance committee and. Um, the town manager had to call me to say, like, you have to be 18 to be on the finance committee. I was just going to say, <laughs> and, you know, kudos to you for actually having the forward-thinking-ness, if you will, <laughs> to even apply, right? So I'm wondering if maybe word kind of got through the grapevine, this young lady wants to do something. Finance committee, you had to be 18. But for the Economic Development Committee, you're okay at whatever age you're at. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I've known Miss um, Selectwoman Select O'Mahoney mm -hmm. since we were, like, since I was a kid, um, doing, like, Junior Wow, like, A Newer Son, mm -hmm. and, like, over the summer and in the fall, we worked together on um, Rep Robertson's campaign. So it was really, um, like, she, she's very, been very, very supportive of my, um, like, political aspirations and very, like, amazing role model. So she's known that I've been fascinated by economics for a long time. Right. And I'm going to be studying economics at Harvard in the fall. I know. So, so yeah, she asked me if um, I was all right being her appointment. And okay. Yep. So why economics? It's a lot of math, but it's structure too. Problem solving, engineering certainly, forward thinking. Why all of that in a bundle and why that particular thing? Yeah, absolutely. I love math. I think it's so fascinating, but I also love people. Mm. And I love, you know, public speaking and... Um, debate, like do Malio and everything. I feel like m economics is the like perfect marriage between my two loves of you know math and people. And I come from more like a STEM family, okay. so I didn't want to do like you know just government or just like history or something. Even though I am fascinated by those fields, I really didn't want to have to give up my like love of math. So economics is like the perfect. Nice. So you were able to kind of take all of your loves and put them into one thing. Yep, yep. Okay, but when most of us think of economics, I guess we sort of think of the future, and you're fairly young, 17-ish or yep, so, yep. right? You're gonna graduate next year. What do you feel you bring to the table at your age to the Town Economic Development Committee that we might have missed without your help? Yeah, definitely. So people my age are entering the workforce, and they're, they're gonna start working, or they are already working, and they're graduating, and. It's, I think it's especially important for me to be on the committee now because we are in an economic crisis mm. and my generation is come, becoming adults during that crisis. Right. So I think I can offer you know, that perspective of someone who hasn't you know, found my footing yet in 
like the world as like in the professional world. Um, but I also just like hope that I can be a good voice for everyone, mm-hmm. even though I'm young. I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. Yeah, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> it's okay. Do you feel sometimes that your perspective is very different than the other folks that are on the committee with you? And how do you kind of share your ideas knowing that you, these folks have been around a little bit longer than you? Yeah, so we've only had one meeting so far and it was just like kind of an introduction. Um, and I did really appreciate like hearing what they said and I'm still trying to learn. I think I do have some new ideas that you know I'm excited to share with them and yes. we have a next meeting next week, I believe. So I'm just like looking forward to that and I do hope that I will bring in some new ideas. Yes, and it's so great that the town of Wilmington embraced the idea of having you be part of the situation. But there are many other things you do. You're in the Model UN. Tell folks what that is if they don't know. Okay, so Model UN is um, you basically get assigned a country and then you'd have a mock um, like United Nations and you debate a point of view, like an issue from that point of view. Wow. Um, I absolutely love it. It's like kind of one of the nerdiest things that you can do in high school, but it's so, like it's, it, couldn't, it can sound boring, um, but there's been some crazy things that happen. Like, okay. I go to like, we'll go to like St. John's Prep to do like a bigger regional conference. Yes. And one time there was like, someone brought in Nerf guns to like assassinate like the, I was Saddam Hussein. So like they tried to assassinate. Wow. Just weird stuff. Like it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. And okay. definitely a government nerdy thing. Okay. That's okay. And what country did they give you? Um, I started out freshman year as Israel. Um, I have family in Israel and Good. so I like wanted to be connected that way. but. We kind of switch a lot during conferences, so it's basically just like depending okay. on what the conference is. Yeah. And so that kind of helps you get a global perspective. You know, Wilmington, some people might get to say, is a small town, right? So you kind of want a more global perspective, so that I would imagine helps you kind of think of things a little more largely than just our little small, wonderful conglomerate of people that we have here, right? So tell me about Interact. You're involved with that too. Yep, Interact has been one of the greatest like, opportunities they had in high school. Um, and I actually like joined it late a little bit because I didn't really know about it and my friend asked me to join and I'm so glad that I did because it's helped me kind of get more involved in town politics, um, first of all, but I also just like love being able to you know give back. And I think service, I think the best leaders are the best servants. Mm. So getting that kind of experience in town service spe- mm-hmm. specifically like I've done other stuff outside of town sure. is just incredible and um, yeah I, I can't say enough about interact okay so I'm sure folks are wondering how your family had a role in you becoming who you are it makes sense that you had to have a lot of support in your home uh, maybe you know through teachers maybe through clergy maybe through your direct family and you said your family's a little nerdy you didn't <laughs> want to go the full math route can you tell us a little bit about how your support at home maybe helped shape you shape you into what you're doing now yeah my mom is so smart i think she's she's one of the smartest people and so my father also is very smart and um you better say that right because you just said that about mom (laughs) he's a great leader so i really appreciate when we were kids you know sitting at the dinner table we would talk about like normal family stuff like how was your day but we would also be talking about like civil war history or like um you know quantum physics just like uh, it's it's kind of funny looking back but they've been super supported in that respect um my extended family is also incredibly supportive good Um, And I think I can't say enough about Wilmington Public School teachers. They're just like, I went through um, 
you know, the Wildwood all the way up to the high school now. Right. And they're incredible. Like, I, I always, like, tried to do extra stuff in school. Um, I always just, like, was just fascinated by what we're learning, asking all these questions. And mm -hmm. sometimes even, like, asking so many questions at the point where I'm, like, debating the teacher, but, like, in a respectful yes, way. Yes, of course. Um, so then I'm, I, just, I just think they've been incredible. So Wonderful. How did you do with pandemic learning? Uh, you know, you had have some of that during in school and some out. I mean, you were caught probably in the middle a little bit. How was that for you? I can see that you're already a pretty proactive gal to begin with. You probably were utilizing a lot of the technology on your own anyway. But what was it like to take away that social piece for you? Because you said math, but also humanity are your two things. So sure, you can do all the math you want at home, but that's in a vacuum. So tell me a little bit about how the pandemic and learning affected you. Yeah, I, um, I I already did a lot of online classes. I did a few through, we call it like VHS, called Virtual High School. Not like VHS, like VHS player. Like the old days? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I've had some experience doing online classes. I took um, AP Calculus BC sure. on my own. Uh, but the humanities piece, I always think the most that we learn in humanities classes are in our discussions. So I did right. really, really miss having like class discussions, but I take like spend a lot of time finding ways to have you know political or historical discussions on my own like through Model UN or um, with the Senate Youth and I know we haven't talked about that. But, We're getting there. <laughs> uh, we will stay up on Zooms just talking politics like not for school, not for anything, just, just because for fun. we yeah. we enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Did you find the Zoom experience was less enriching for you, or did you kind of do a workaround for that? I think it was a, it was good for me in and I feel like it could have been very hard for a lot of students yeah. but I think it was good for me because it did give me kind of more time to just explore my own passions and right. I spent a lot of time you know listening to podcasts or reading or you know looking at economic research and stuff so I think it was good for me to have, you know, kind of more flexibility in my schedule. Okay. So you did mention, I mean, we were going to say you're part of the Honor Society and the Senate Youth Program, and you got a nice fat check from them, too. <laughs> Yay, because Harvard is not it's, cheap, yeah. <laughs> as we know. And yeah. congratulations for getting in. What was that like, the process of applying to Harvard? I'm sure you applied to other places, too, but was that like your top of the list one? Yeah, Harvard was definitely my top school. Right. Um, they just have the best economics program and I mean I like visited when I was a kid and just like looking at all the beautiful architecture and like all the students who just like seem so cool and, yes. and then the tourists who are taking photos of the students who yes. seem so cool and I just really wanted to go there so I, I've been thinking about the application for a while right. um, but I don't think everything I did in high school like I definitely didn't do it because of college I just did it because I really enjoyed it but it kind of helps on the application. Yes. And um, I wrote my essay about my namesake. Um, I have a biblical name, and Miriam was one of the few yes. um, female leaders in the Bible. So right. that was a good, and I kind of tied it into you know my um, love of politics and okay. wanting to be a leader. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I was, you know, I was pretty proud of my essay. Um, I got a few teachers to help me with it, which is really good. and. Um, yeah, that, my Harvard application, I was, mm. I was happy when I sent so it So tell in. me what you felt like when you got the letter, that you were accepted. Do you remember that day? I do remember that day. Yeah. I actually didn't have the response you might expect. I kind of saw it and was like, okay, what's next, you know? Right. And I, I agree. I'm holding my breath for you as we're talking about it. 
Yeah, like a lot of the other kids who got in have like sent videos of like they took them like videos of themselves when right, they got right, in. Right. They're like screaming and all this stuff, and I didn't really have that reaction. I, I was it was definitely like a huge weight off my shoulders. Like, oh my gosh, I got in. Phew. But then I was like, how am I gonna pay for this? Yes. Like you're like, okay, I'm in, but now what? I'm like, and it's I I don't want to just be a Harvard student. I want to be I want to get the most out of it that I can. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like I got in, but it's like, what's next? And I, I feel like I should have taken a little bit more of a second to just enjoy it. And well, you can do that right now. <laughs> Woohoo for Miriam! Now, Dr. Brand picked you for the Massachusetts Association of School Superintendent Academic Excellence Awards as well as if you needed more stuff to put on your mantelpiece. Do you feel any pressure to keep achieving at this high level? You're doing quite a bit of stuff, which is great. But I, I wonder, are you going to get burnt out? Are you taking some time for yourself? You're nodding. Tell me a little bit about the balance that you're going to have to achieve. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I first got into Harvard, um, after the what's next kind of feeling, it was immediate imposter syndrome. Like, I saw all the other kids who got in. It was the same thing with the USNEU, too. I saw these other kids and, like, You'll be talking to them, they're just normal kids, and then all of a sudden they'll drop some fact, like, oh, I, like, I'm on a texting basis with this senator, or, like, wow. uh, yeah, like, crazy stuff. And I'm like, I do not do that. So I just skied with Obama's kids, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Yeah, okay. so for a while I felt like, am I really supposed to be here? Like, um, You're supposed to be there. Yeah. I will tell and you. And so I actually, during the Senate Youth, I was thinking all this stuff, and I, on the last day, I finally realized that... Um, I don't have to be part of the rat race if I don't want to. Like I can just kind of keep racing. I can keep doing what I'm doing. I can keep trying mm -hmm. to, you know, do the best that I can, you know, so I can give back to the people who've, you know, helped me throughout my life. Wow. And I don't really have to like slow down to look to the side and see what else everyone else is doing. Like I can just, sure. you know, be ambitious, but not at the cost of my own happiness. Absolutely. Run your own race, right? Yep. The final question I'd like to ask you is a little bit about what it's like to be female in an economic world that is somewhat driven by males. I know we're seeing an uptick and some changes. Other countries are doing it too. But how do you feel being female in the economic world that some people might have considered previously kind of male-driven? And how do you respond to that? Yeah, I think economics is a really um, interesting field because everyone's talking about women in STEM all the time. And like, right. I think women, in, you might have fact checking me on this, but I think women in computer science is only like 30% right now. Right. And Economics is actually the same, but there aren't that many people talking about it as much as some other fields. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I do, I'll be in like a discussion about, you know, economic policy with my friends or something like that. And um, I'll like open my mouth to say something and they'll all be like boys and, and I'll just be kind of like in shock at how high my own voice is compared right. to theirs. Right. Just like stuff like that. And I've heard comments before people saying like, like certain female leaders, like, are um like their voices sound high like i'm so surprised their voice is so high and i'm like that's just because they're like a woman like they right. can't help it so i really do hope that we stop associating you know like feminine traits with yes. like lack of leadership definitely. right yeah. i mean stem america is pushing stem because our female population just hasn't had the opportunities in my opinion to to get out there as much as they would and i'm really glad to see that you're doing that for us so well, thank you very thank you. much what the heck is next for you like there's anything else left to do you're going to be going to harvard you are second in your class you've got your senior year ahead what would you like to tell us about what's next for you yeah i really want to finish senior year strong um i'm sure you will <laughs> thank you uh and i think now is just like another work working period like i spent okay. the first three years of high school you know i didn't 
it's not like I got recognition. I was just working. And I think now it's just going to be time for me to just like yes. double down and start working again. Like I'm on the economic development committee now and I want to be a, like a good economic development committee mm -hmm. member. And I'm going to Harvard and I want to be a really good Harvard student. So that's, right. that's I think, what's next for me. Um, in the future, I would love to, you know, work for like say the Fed or somewhere else as an economist. Sure. Like I said, I love math. Um, I'm just trying to get there and just trying to do the best that I can right now. Excellent. Well, Wellington appreciates you and it's really nice to have such a good, feel-good story about someone in our community that we can embrace and someone who's doing so much. My goodness. Is there anything final you'd like to add before we close today? Miriam, I'm so glad I got to meet you and I can't wait to follow the rest of your career. Thank you so much. It really sure. has been such a, an, an honor to be here. This is, um, I'm kind of in shock that I got asked to be on here. but. Um, I really do want to say, um, if my parents are listening, to, that I'm so grateful for everything that they gave me. Um, my extended family on both the sides of my, they've been super great too, my sisters, um, and the teachers that have had, like my teachers who wrote letters of recommendation for me for college and have just been incredible throughout. Sure. And um, Selectman and Joe Murray, of Omaha, course, for <laughs> appointing me to the committee. Right. Well, so, thank yep. you so much. It was my pleasure to meet you. We're going to follow you like the rising star that you are. And you have to promise that when you get big, you'll come back and visit again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bigger than you are even now, but you'll come back, right? I would always come back if Wonderful. I end up getting big. But. Oh, you will. Thank you so much, Miriam, for taking your time to be with us. And thank you for what you're doing for the community. You're a great role model for many kids. And it's really great to be able to do a story about a kid who's doing a great thing. I'm so glad you were able to come. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for watching Where's Wilmington? I'm Lisa Capala. The next time somebody asks you Where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll see you again really soon. WCTV, connecting our community, WCTV, connecting our community, Wilmington, Massachusetts.